Welcome to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast. We hope and pray the following message blesses your life. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit us at nlcclancaster.com. Praise God. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 16. Amen. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 16. We are pinpointing this day to uh, celebrate something that God did um, roughly 2,000 years ago to remedy what went wrong in the Garden of Eden. God decided to bring something into full uh, manifestation so that the world could have an opportunity to have a relationship with God not like they had before by proxy through someone else. You don't have to live your life for God through somebody else. You can have a personal relationship with God and it is because of what he did on the day of Pentecost. Amen. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables, reading from the King James Version, when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Meaning we're not telling you something that we heard, we're telling you something that we saw, we witnessed. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. They are talking about the time where Peter, James, and John was with Jesus. And uh, they, they heard this voice come from somewhere while they were on the Mount Transfiguration. And they heard this voice. Uh, recognizing that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. This voice which came from heaven we heard when we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy whereunto ye do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. So more than this eyewitness account of hearing this voice validating the purpose and promise that Jesus came to fulfill, uh, we, we have a more sure word of prophecy, not just that account, but we have scripture, we have Bible, we have, we have a declaration of the spirit that validates what God wants to do. Amen. And this is a, a light that shines in darkness, something that gives a glimmer and flicker of, of hope in, in hopeless situations, uh, a little measure of faith where there is a lack thereof. Praise God. This is a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Uh, this uh, scripture has kind of given us a depiction of what it would look like for something brand new to take place. The day star is rising. It's a brand new time, a brand new day that's going to take place. 
in somebody's life today. I want to make a declaration today that today is going to be the first day of the best days of your life. Amen. Thank you, all two of you that believe that with me. <laughs> today is going to be the first day of the best days of your life. But you've got a part to play. Hallelujah. You've got to mix it with faith. You've got to put some effort in. You've got to put some worship in. You've got to lift your voice and give God praise and let this atmosphere not just be something around you, but God wants this environment and this atmosphere to be in you. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I want to talk a little bit today about uh, uh, a new day in you. Praise God. A new day in you. Lift your hands. And uh, let's ask God to speak to us. Let's ask God to impress upon our hearts that we would hear his word and also respond to it with everything that we have. Thank you, Lord God, for all those that have come to this service today and that are ready, willing, and able for you to just impact them for eternity, Lord Jesus. We don't just want something to happen today that will last uh, for the week. Lord God, we want some eternal things to go on in this service. We want some things to happen that will transform people's lives for the rest of eternity. In the name of Jesus, we know, Lord God, that you intended for those that are here right now to be here. So Lord, speak to them, Lord God. Challenge them, Lord Jesus. Draw them, Lord God, and fill them, Lord, with all of you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor. Hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord and give God praise today. Hallelujah. 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 Before you see it, just lift your voice and let the sound of your voice be louder than the sound of your hands. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated today. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to start out by letting you know that God is not like man. He's not like us. He doesn't act like us. He doesn't think like us. He does some things sometimes that may seem a little contrary to what we're used to. We, don't, we can't track God sometimes. We can't understand how he uh, sets up things. And sometimes we don't realize that the things that he's setting up for us is for our good. And uh, there are times where we don't understand uh, the, the, the process of God. How many know there's a process that God likes to work by? Every prophecy, every promise has a process. And the process of God is very consistent. He declares the end from the beginning. Hallelujah. He knows what he's doing before he starts. Hallelujah. Before he uh, decides to do a thing in our lives, he already knows the path and the end point and what he wants to do and accomplish in the lives of those people that he's doing things through and for. Hallelujah. So in the beginning, God created the heavens 
and the earth, and the earth was without form, and it was empty, it was void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved on the face of the waters, and God began to speak. Hallelujah. He spoke into the emptiness. He spoke into the darkness, and that emptiness wasn't empty anymore. Hallelujah. That darkness wasn't dark anymore. Why? Because he introduced something into that chaos, into that emptiness that changed everything. Hallelujah. It's the process of God to fulfill promise. When there is emptiness, when there is darkness, God doesn't leave it that way. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that the Lord doesn't leave things empty and leave things dark in my life. Hallelujah. I've got some times in my life where I feel that there are some things lacking and there's some emptiness and void around me, but it is the intention of God to fill that void. It is the intention of God to fill that emptiness when there seems like there is darkness around our lives and a certain uncertainty and dismal things that are clouding our thoughts and even our judgment. God does not leave it that way. How does God remedy the things that we cannot? I'll tell you today that God opens his mouth and begins to speak into the chaos. Speak into the emptiness. Speak into the darkness. Hallelujah. And it's not going to stay that way. Hallelujah. Praise God. He's about to change something. He's about to transform something. He's about to turn it around once he opens his mouth and speaks and introduces his light. Amen. When God speaks, we have to understand how magnificent it is for God to introduce his word because his word is not separated from himself. He is very connected to what he says. And when he speaks to us, it is his intention to reveal something about himself that we did not see or understand before. So when God opens his mouth and begins to speak, he is revealing a side of himself that we did not see or understand before. He is trying to reveal himself to mankind. Hallelujah. So when there is chaos, when there is emptiness, when there is misunderstanding, when there is negativity, when there is a lack of light, God will reveal himself. Hallelujah. He will make himself known in the middle of your darkness. Amen. And he does it by speaking. He will give his word and his word changes everything. Hallelujah. Here's a little glimpse into how God likes to work in the process in which God likes to uh, uh, set things up. We see it. He declares the end from the beginning. God is a God of pattern. He, he, he's, you can't really nail him down to a certain method of how he does things, but there's always a pattern that you can recognize by how God moves. And it's, it's found here in, in the very first chapter of the very first book in our Bible. He creates a beginning, and in that beginning, there's emptiness and darkness. 
and uh, he introduces this. Why? Because I know, I know some people with their, you know, uh, analytical mind, they'll see in the beginning God created. Well, what happened before the beginning? God. God was there before the beginning. And God is not darkness. God is not emptiness. So there was a measure of fulfillment. There is measure of light before this creation. So when he starts something, he had to allow for that emptiness to creep in. He had to allow for that darkness to to set there. Hallelujah. But he doesn't leave it that way. He begins that way, but he doesn't end that way. Hallelujah. And this is why we see in the scriptures that when God sets his day, it is the evening and the morning that is the fulfillment of the day. Hallelujah. It's not the morning and the evening. It's the evening and the morning because God starts his day in the dark. Hallelujah. I am so thankful that God knows what to do with the darkness in my life. Hallelujah. It is not the ending when the darkness comes. It is the beginning of what God wants to do when the darkness comes comes. Hallelujah. God starts his best work when things get a little unclear. When you are put in a position where you have no control, that is the best position for you to be. Why? Because it releases God to do what you cannot. Hallelujah. And as long as you have your hands all over this situation, whatever you may have been through, whatever you're going through right now, God will not touch it. But when you take your hands off, God will put his hands on and it will be perfect. It will be wonderful. It will be beautiful. Why? Because he does all things well. Hallelujah. There's a process that God likes to work by. He allows the darkness because it's the beginning of a new day. You would think that the evening coming would be the ending, but in God's mindset, it's the beginning. Even in Jewish culture, they had a mindset where The beginning of a day started in the evening. And they would bring in this uh, evening by setting a light. There shall be light in the eventide. Praise God. They would light the candle, hallelujah, to celebrate that there was a new day. And although everything around them was growing darker, they knew that that wasn't the end. Hallelujah. It was just the beginning. And I've got a word from the Lord for somebody right now. Hallelujah. That whatever it is that you cannot figure out right now, whatever it is that you may not understand about what has happened in your life or where you are or where you're headed, God is saying, don't you worry. Take your hands off because I do my best work in the dark. Hallelujah. He does his best work in the dark. God's work day begins in the dark. His day begins in the dark. Why does God do that? Why is God waiting until I can't figure him out to try to do something in my life? Because if I try to figure him out, I will tend to 
try to control what he does. I'll try to begin to dictate and look over his shoulder and say, oh, no, no, not that way. Uh, no, I don't, I, don't want, I don't want that in there. Some of y'all who are good cooks, you don't really like people in the kitchen with you unless they're helping you do something over on the other side. We don't want you meddling with what I'm putting together. You may not understand all the ingredients that got to go into this gumbo, Mama Kay, but uh, it might not be what, what you think it's going to be. But when I'm done with this thing, oh, it's going to be good. Hallelujah. I don't understand why they've got to put, you know, Tony Cheshire's in there. And then they got to put some people put all uh, okra in there and put, put all types of uh, stewed tomatoes and in shrimp and chicken and do these sauces bless god hallelujah and then you know if you're really from louisiana i'm talking about like real louisiana not like the not like the city of louisiana i'm talking about real bayou louisiana you know you you got you got yourself a little side of potato salad and and why do you need potato salad with gumbo who who does that you don't understand you don't understand what we're doing here praise god and why you know some real cajuns they don't just put you know shrimp and and then sausage in there they put like turtle in there. My God, what are you doing with that gumbo? You, you, you're putting stuff in there that I, I probably wouldn't like it by itself. But when it goes all together, hallelujah, it's going to be good. That's how God works. All things work together by themselves. You might not like how it looks, but when God puts it together, it's going to be the best thing that ever happened in your life. Hallelujah. 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 God does not want us micromanaging him. And we don't understand everything that's going on and why things happen the way they do. When we think it's going one way, all of a sudden it turns around and it goes a different way. We didn't expect it to happen like that, but God is just allowed it. Why? It's not because it's the end. It is just the, oh, I wish somebody would feel this word right now because you are here at the right time. You are in the right place and God is wanting to pour out something in your life that's going to revolutionize your world if you allow him just to sprinkle it. A little here, a little there. Amen. God works the graveyard shift and everybody else just wants to rest. God is up working. He's putting it together. He's you know, darkness makes us afraid and we're a little nervous and get fearful. Feel a little anxiety when we don't, because of the unknown. And God is very comfortable with the darkness. He's very comfortable because that's when he does his best work. He's, he's working it all out. It's not, it's not in the times where you can see it all and, and you can figure it all out, but when it's dark, God begins to put things together. He begins to shape it up. He begins to, he begins to lay it out. Uh, and, and, and you won't know until the day breaks. You see, God is so infinite in his wisdom that he'll allow your beginning to be bad. He'll allow your beginning, your start, to be very dismal and unsure. And in the middle of it all, 
something happens in the darkness. We call it daybreak. In the middle of God's day, not at the beginning, God starts his day in the dark. But in the middle of it all, the day breaks. Something breaks and light shows up. And we begin to see things that we couldn't see before. We begin to notice things that we couldn't notice before. Why? Because something broke in, something's about to break in your day. You think this is the end? This is not the end. This is the beginning of what God is doing and something is about to break. It's your day. Light is about to shine and you're going to begin to see what God's been doing this whole time. We like to put our hands on certain things because we like to control the outcome. We want a certain outcome, so we control it. We, we want to, no, I, I don't want to go that route, God. God, I, I don't want to go through that again. I don't, I don't really want to experience that. I, 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 I have before. But I, I don't, I'm not really interested in going that route again. Well, well let, let, let me help you out. Turn the lights off. Because you're too involved in the process. And when you're involved in the process, we tend to mess things up. Because we, we can't see it all. We, we don't have that vantage point. He sits high and he has a bigger vantage point and perspective than we do. And so when he starts to put things together, we're like, oh, what's, what's, what's going on? You, you, you guys are looking at me and you know exactly, you know those type of people. And if you don't know anybody like that, it's probably you. There's people that are just nervous, nervous about everything. It's just it's anxious, it's anxiety. Nervous people make me nervous. Not much makes me nervous, but nervous people do. God shuts the lights off so you will not understand what's going on because if you understood it, you wouldn't want it. But do you realize that when God is ready to perform a miracle, he starts out by allowing a mess. Because people don't need miracles. Everybody wants one, but nobody needs one until they need one. So he allows you to need a miracle. Just so that he can introduce himself and be who he says he is. So I I wish somebody could grasp what I'm talking about right now and match it up to where you are. You are not in the finality of what's going on in your life. God doesn't lead you down a path to let you stray into emptiness and to into just obscurity just to leave you there he has you there so he can work hallelujah and if he can work in your life he'll begin to let something break off of you inside of you and when it breaks you'll begin to see it clearly you'll begin to understand why because God introduces himself into the equation
Lift your hands right now. The Holy Ghost wants to help somebody right now. Hallelujah. So here is God. He's got these disciples. Here. For three and a half years, roughly, they've been following this man, seeing incredible things that they've only heard could happen, only read about. Jesus is performing miracles. Jesus is doing the impossible. And if that's not enough, it's not just him. He's allowing his disciples to partake in doing the impossible. We always talk about, you know, Jesus walking on water, but he wasn't the only one. Somebody had enough faith to say, well, if, if he can do that, then maybe I can be involved in the miracle that is taking place, that he is all in the, I wish somebody would hear me right now. When God begins to do his miracle, he's looking for some partners. He wants to partner with somebody. He needs earth partners to include them in the miraculous. Hallelujah. And the miraculous is not just confined just the one way if he can open your mind and open your eyes to see him while you don't understand it is an invitation into the miraculous God will invite you into the impossible he will he will so Peter walks on water not just Jesus Peter walks on water Water. Everybody say, God has a miracle. Not just to show me. Say, not just to show me, but to include me. This is not just for God to show you something. Just so we can be wowed by what he can do. But God's best work is done when he does it through you. He includes you. In the miracle. But first, he has to leave you in the dark because you'll mess it up before he begins to work on it. So there are some things that we cannot explain or understand. I don't know who this message is for, but I'm pretty sure God is reading somebody's mail right now. Hallelujah. He, he'll turn off the lights and you'll be in a place of obscurity. You don't know what's going on. You don't know where you are. You don't know what direction you should step in. And all of a sudden, in the middle of it all, God breaks the day. The day star begins to arise in you, not around you, in you. The greatest miracle is not just what God does around you, but what God does in 
you. Hallelujah. This is the mystery. Hallelujah. How God can be, he can speak the world into existence and he steps down and begins to form man with his hands. Why? Because he wants to include something tangible in the miracle. He'll breathe his breath into that body. Hallelujah. It will come to life and he'll do things for that creation that he won't do for any other. You are the apple of his eye. And if he can take care of the birds of this in the sky and the lilies in the valley, he knows what he's doing with his children. Don't you be afraid. Don't you worry. God has it in control. And in the middle of it all, something is going to break. Something's going to make sense once he turns the lights on, once he begins to reveal himself and introduces his voice into the obscurity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He knows what he's doing with his people. And so this is how he is packaging what he's going to remedy the mess ups of yesterday. He's going to do something in you. They messed it up in the garden. They could eat anything. But there's just that one thing. Just had to have it. Went after. Disobeyed the voice of God. And I know all the guys, I'm a guy too, praise God. We want to blame Eve for everything. The Bible says, That joker was standing right there the whole time. Adam was looking. Eve's eating that fruit. And Adam was looking. He was was right there. And she looked at him and said, hey, tastes good. You want some? It's funny. He just sat by. He knew what God said. If you eat that fruit, you're going to die. So he didn't even say nothing. He just watched it. He's like, I don't know, man. God's going to have to take another rib if something happened. I don't know what He's just watching to see if something's going to happen. Oh, okay. But they, they were both in the wrong. God says, I got something for that. Uh, now, uh, in the garden, the Bible says that the voice of God walked in the cool of the day to be with his people. God wanted to be with his people. But God said, I'm going to do something that's going to fix that forever. I'm not just going to be with my people, but I'm going to do something in them where I won't just be with my people. I'm going to be in them. I want to be so close to my creation that we're virtually inseparable. I want to live in their hearts. And so God allowed himself to be crucified. He was buried We celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But it was for this purpose. It wasn't just to wow us that he can raise back to life. But the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, God wanted to put in our mortal bodies. And so he told them to go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father. Hallelujah. And they were there. And on the day of Pentecost, when it was fully come, they were all with one accord. You know what that means? When the day was fully come, that means that the day 
broke. They were there for almost 10 days. Nothing happened. They had a promise and nothing happened. People left. People didn't stay. People got weary. But the people that tarried, something broke. Hallelujah. God didn't leave them in just waiting or obscurity or looking for a promise just with expectation. But God allowed something in the dawning of the day. Hallelujah. In the breaking of that day when the light was in They heard a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. They were speaking in different languages and they couldn't stop because something was on the inside of them that had to come on the outside of them. And they were all filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and began to speak. And now that voice that was in the garden with them was now in them. His voice, his words that brought light into darkness, that filled the void, began to fill their void and fill them with all of him. This is what we celebrate today. Not just having God with us, but having Christ, he doesn't just want to walk with us. He wants to live in us. And the Bible explains exactly how that happens. They were in that room. They begin to hear sounds. And I know we have these depictions of how we read and sometimes traditionally, our mind wraps around a certain imagery of what is going on in the scriptures. However, the Bible never says that a wind filled that place. It was the sound thereof. And when they heard the sound, they began to speak. And I know we got those depictions in our mind. Huh? That, I mean, they were... Flames all over their clothes. No, the Bible didn't say they were on fire. The Bible says they were speaking in cloven or separated or various types of languages, tongues. And it sat upon them like a fire. They weren't on fire. They felt like they were. And because they felt like they were on fire, their mouth began to talk. They began to talk in languages they shouldn't have known. This is how God is evidencing himself on the inside of believers. Hallelujah. Every believer should be a receiver of what God wanted to give mankind to fix what was broken in the Garden of Eden. And this is how it happens. Hallelujah. When you're waiting on God with worship, when you're praising God, hallelujah, with a repentant heart, God will begin to feel that that space with him and because he is inseparable from his words and he is inseparable he is tethered to his voice when he comes in those words come in too when he comes in that voice appears 
This is what is going on in the scripture. God fills them. They begin to speak. And the Bible says the spirit gave them utterance. The voice was given by the spirit of God. God gave them the ability to speak like him. And they were speaking in different languages. This is not just some, you know, hocus pocus, mumbo jumbo kind of thing, you know. And, I, and you know, people, you know, may, 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 uh, make fun and, and different things. But no, 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 this is, this, is, this is scripture. This is sacred. Why? Because it is God's process to remedy what was broken. We broke it in the garden. And God said, I'm going to fix it. Because I don't want my voice ever to be nebulous to you. This should not be foreign to you. If you say you believe in God, this is something that you need to have. Hallelujah. This, this is God's plan to make himself one with us. He'll fill us with his spirit and begin to speak through our voice, his words. That's his sign. Well, why does God do it that way? Because he's not us. He wants to do it his way. You may not understand why God does that. And some, some people that may not, may not be very used to this kind of atmosphere, this type of worship or this type of preaching or in a few minutes the way we're going to pray up here. If you're not used to that, you, 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 you might feel a little in the dark. But don't worry about the dark. God does good things in the dark. Hallelujah. God, God, God is putting something together. And in the middle of all of that, something is going to break while you're praying. Hallelujah. And something's going to be introduced into your spirit, into your soul. Something is going to turn on. A light is going to appear. And you're going to begin to speak with tongues as the spirit of God is giving you his voice. Hallelujah. Something new is going on in you. The Bible calls it being born again. You're brand new. All things are passed away and behold all things are become new. When he gives you his voice you're a new creature. Hallelujah. As soon as God created Adam he began to talk. Breathe his breath into Adam. He began to talk. He was so intelligent he began to name all of the rest of animals and creation without even repeating himself. This is how the intellect, hallelujah. God, when God does something, he does it really good. He does it, he does it perfectly, hallelujah. So when he fills you with the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, he, it's, it's, it, you're, the things that were a little bit shaky about you, the things that you probably didn't really like about yourself before, no, God can fix those things, but he has to fill you with all of his himself. If you're yourself, then you're going to continue in that same line of living. But when God begins to take control, hallelujah, he begins to transform you into a new creature. Everybody lift your hands right now. There are some people that are going to pray today and You've never experienced anything I'm talking about. What I'm talking about seems so foreign to you. But if you trust God, trust this preacher a little bit. 
So we're going to invite you to come up and pray, and God's going to do something powerful in your life that you have never experienced before. And there are some people that has experienced this, but you, have, you haven't spoken in tongues in a long time. Today's your day to get a fresh dose of that Holy Ghost fire and power on the inside of you. Why are you living subpar to how God ordained for you to live? Hallelujah. When he filled you with the Holy Ghost. It, is, it makes no sense to be filled with the Spirit of God. Come to church and feel good on Sunday and then live in defeat on Monday. The devil is a liar. That is not the will of God for your life and for you when you have his Spirit. He fills you with his Spirit now you are an overcomer now you are a victorious through what Jesus did on the cross it affords you a victory where you don't have to live in defeat you don't have to live depressed you don't have to live oh hallelujah you don't gotta live in darkness anymore and that concludes this podcast if you enjoyed this podcast please like, share, and subscribe and for those of you on iTunes leave us a good rating Thank you for listening to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast.